Welcome back to the Get Loved Up podcast, your number one resource for inspiration and motivation to live your purpose, make healthy living a priority, and thrive doing what you love. I'm your host, Koya Webb, a small town girl who chased her dreams and caught them, a former track and field athlete who healed using spirituality and yoga, and an entrepreneur who didn't let sexual assault racism, and insecurities dim her light. And now it's your turn to allow these episodes with some of the top voices in spirituality, wellness, and entrepreneurship to inspire you to thrive. Let's get loved up together. Kaziah Dama is the founder of Swirly Curly Curl College and the author of The Swirly Curly Method, the easy step-by-step guide to getting the natural curls you love. Since 2014, Kaziah has helped over 200,000 curly-haired women get beautifully long, moisturized, healthy curls in less time and with less effort. Kaziah! Hoya! <laughs> Girl, this has been a long time coming. How are you? I know. I'm doing good. How are you doing, Koi? You look gorgeous. Thank you. You look wonderful as well. I'm I'm a little exhausted, girl. I just moved to Atlanta and you're like one of the last, I think, five or six people before I pause the podcast. So I'm glad we got you in because I just need a refresh. I bet with yeah. moving, a change of scenery, like everything changes. Like when you move yeah. and you didn't just move down the street, you move state. So right. yeah, it's a big yeah. change. So I bet. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like when you move all of that, like that homing kind of nesting energy comes through and you're like, I got to use this while it's here and get everything sorted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So so yeah, uh, how are you doing? I know that you said it's hot where you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're in Southern Utah and um, it's warming up. So we basically, we get Vegas weather out here. We're two, nor- two hours north of Vegas. So it gets really, really hot in the summertime. And so most of the days it's about 85, 90, like dry heat. Um, so it's something to get used to because I'm from California and I've been living in, I was living in SoCal for like half my adult life. So, you know, I was so spoiled with, you know, seventies all the time, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a nice change and we're just here enjoying it and having a different experience. Mm, I love that. And that's what you have to do. No matter where you are, you just have to like surrender and just enjoy it. Yeah. And look at your hair. Your hair looks absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you. I actually I, didn't have time to do it again. I did it last week. And this is probably day, I think it's day four or five for me. And yeah. um, I'm impressed myself. The swirly curly method really does work. So <laughs> yeah. it really does. And you know what? The beauty, and for those of you just listening on audio, uh, she has a full fro. It's so beautiful. And that's one thing. I have locks, but right now I have a protective style over my lock. I have long braids. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that I miss about my hair and having my hair is my afro. It's just wearing it out like you have it, just fluffy and fun and free and fierce. Um, But I must say, it was a lot of work. So you're on here because you are the queen of helping us, you know, just really manage our hair, um, especially people who have 
curly, very hard to manage hair. So can you kind of chat about like kind of your first start with like your first experiences with hair care when you were younger and how you evolved into this very mindful hair expert? Yeah, thanks for asking. So of course it started when I was a little girl. Um, So I should tell you like my background. So my mom is actually Mexican, Native American and Norwegian. But if you see her, you just think she's a white lady. She just is pretty pale and she looks like a white lady. My dad is Nigerian. He actually still lives in Nigeria till this day. And so I got the mix of them both, but I got more of my dad's like kind of Nigerian, kinky, more tighter curl pattern hair. And um, my mom had no idea what to do with my hair. She just, just didn't know what to do. So when I was younger, my mom would probably comb my hair once a month and it would just be hurting so much. There was so many tangles. And what ended up happening is that after my hair got a certain length, we would just cut it because my mom couldn't comb it anymore. It would like dread on itself. And again, my mom had no idea what to do. And this, again, if you went to the stores, you know, there was maybe like one or two products for us. Um, and that was like actual products to put in your hair to help soften it or moisturize it. And then the rest of it was like relaxers. So I did not like my hair at all growing up. I would cry over it. I felt like a boy. I felt ugly. I just did not look cute. And, um, and it just sucked. It just really sucked. I remember going to school on picture day and this girl, like, um, you know, you might even recall on picture day when you're in elementary school, they have like the same combs for everybody. They're like these little black combs and the girls that have straight hair are there combing their hair out, you know, getting ready for picture day. And I grabbed one of the combs and I tried to put it in my hair and it wouldn't even comb through and it just broke. And I was just devastated. And I just was like, how come I can't do what these other girls can do? And like, they look all pretty and they have bows in their hair. And I just have like just knotted hair. So my mom found out about relaxers um, through a friend because they kept saying, you need to do her hair. Like, what are you doing homegirl? You need to do something to her hair. So my mom felt a lot of pressure. And so um, we did a relaxer. And for us, that was game changing because then I could actually comb my hair. I could do my hair. My mom knew how to do my hair and it was just easier. But internally, I still did not feel like a hundred percent like beautiful. I just felt like I still didn't accept my hair. Um, I felt like I was trying to make it be something it wasn't because it was still really challenging to do my hair when it was straight. Um, I noticed my hair started to break off after having a relaxer. So I'd have really short broken pieces. And I mean, I got my first relaxer, I think I was maybe like 10 years old. So it was really early on. And I wore that relaxer all the way up until I was like 20 years old when I was still in college. And so what ended up happening is that I was in college and, you know, when you're in college, I'm like living on my own. I'm just more free to make my own choices. And I always had this desire, you know, to see what my hair actually looked like. Cause I'm like, I forgot what my hair looked like because it was short when I was younger, it was pulled back. Then it was relaxed and I had it under weaves. I had, you know, extensions, braids, like everything. I tried dye, you name it. And I've had so, I have so <laughs> many bad pictures that I'm even like, I'm only saving these to show people that I've been through it all. Um, 
But what happened was I decided, okay, you know, I want to actually see what my hair looks like. So I started just figuring out, you know, I'm going to just let it grow. Like that's the first thing to do is just let it grow out because I was getting um, relaxers in my hair. And it was a really bold thing for me to do because I felt like I kind of got the relaxer thing down and my hair kind of was like looking okay. And I was able to retain length and stuff like that. But at the same time, I always felt like my features were really like big and expressive and my hair was just like really straight. It didn't like really match, you know what I mean? Um, And so I started to transition into wearing my natural hair. So I just let the straight grow out. And then it got to a point where I went to go see my hairstylist who used to put relaxers in my hair. And she was like, Hey, you know what? You should do a texturizer in your hair. She was like, you know, it's just going to soften your hair. She's like, it's natural. I was like, Oh, it's natural. It's like not a chemical thing. She's like, no, it's going to just really soften your hair. And so I was like, okay. I was like, let's do that. That's going to make it easier while I'm growing my hair out. So we put a texturizer in my hair and as the water is running through my hair, she's rinsing it out. I can feel the water on my scalp and I'm like, Oh my God. God." I'm like, I just like spent a whole year growing my hair out and now I'm at square one. And I was like, holding in tears. I was holding in like sadness and I like paid her the money. And I was like, so mad at the end. And I what? was like, she took your money after she got it. I know. <laughs> Which I feel like so much, so many of us have had that experience because we're so, I guess you can say unaware. And, um, we're just like, we just don't know how to do our own hair. So Really, you know, what I teach women is how to be empowered on doing your own hair and like just knowing how your hair works, knowing what your curl pattern is, your porosity, your density, like knowing what to expect because then you're more empowered and then you know how to do your own hair. You don't have to rely on somebody because I still remember times like if it was my prom date or, you know, it was picture day and things like that, I would still go get my hair done and then it just wasn't what I wanted. And I was always relying on somebody. I mean, I can tell you endless stories of like one time this, um, I went to the salon and they did a relaxer in my hair and she didn't wash it out all the way. And this was her picture day. So I woke up the next morning and my hair was stuck to my head. I could not like take the hair out. And I was like, I have to wash this out because I know this is chemical sitting on my hair. And I'm actually surprised that I still have hair after that. But I had to wash my hair that morning. I had to try to blow dry it, straighten everything I could do for picture day. And then I just ended up wearing my hair the same way, which just pulled out, pulled back in a bun. So from like age, you know, like two to age like 20, my hair was pulled back in a bun the whole time. Wow. So that was kind of my experience with my hair. And then um, I graduated college. I moved out to, I'm from Sacramento. So then I moved out to LA to pursue acting and modeling. And um, while I was trying to get an agent, I had straight hair and just kept getting passed up. And then I was like, you know what? I'm over this. I was like, I'm just going to cut my hair. It's breaking off anyways. I'm trying to grow it out natural. I'm trying to see what my curl pattern's like. So I just big chopped and I just cut my hair really, really short. And this was like the first time in many years since I was a little girl that I had my hair so short. And I was so self-conscious Of course, I was just like, everybody's expecting me to show up at work with my straight hair. And um, at the time I was working on Sunset Boulevard at a restaurant and all like celebrities would come in, like, you know, people who were out at the club would come in. So, you know, we had to look good at least. And I felt so self-conscious and I just rolled up with my short hair 
And people were just looking at me like, what did you do? But, you know, they just accepted it. And, um, and I just started growing it out from there. And um, I don't know if you could relate Koya, but cause I know you've had your Afro, you've had your straight hair and things like that. Um, I started looking to YouTube for ideas on how to take care of my hair and education. And I found a couple of people in the beginning, it was Kimmy tube. I don't know if you're familiar with her. Um, and she said a few things about when it comes to like washing your hair and, um, and she started talking about like water quality. And I realized that going from Sacramento to LA, my water quality changed significantly. My, it was just harsher. It was drier. It was just, my hair just could not manage it. So I remember going to the store and I got two bottles of filtered water and I was like, I'm going to try this on my hair. I'm like, I'm desperate, like for anything to work. And I poured that water on my hair. I was like washing it. I was combing it and I rinsed it out. And I was like, oh my God, I see such a change in my hair. My hair was a lot softer. Like I was able to kind of comb through it a lot better. And I was like, holy schmoly, like, you know, there is another side to this. So it was really through my own frustration and um, my own unhappiness, like with my own hair, that really led me into um, learning about natural curly hair and just all the things about it. So I'll stop there because I could just keep going on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for telling me the story. And like you said, yes, YouTube, which I call affectionately YouTube University, because you can literally find anything there. That's why I learned to fall in love with my hair as well, because I did the same thing. I did the big chop. I chopped my um, permed hair off. Um, so I had the TWA, the teeny weeny afro. Um, and uh, and I followed natural 75 and mahogany curls. Those are my two accounts. And then I had a, a sister lock person that I that I followed and I forgot hers um, because I followed her and then I got my sister locks in. Um, now I I realized like that was a time of me falling in love with my hair. And now I'm still loving in love with my hair. So do you remember that moment when I mean, probably most of your life, you probably had a hard relationship with your hair. Do you remember that moment when you're like, wow, I love my hair? Yeah, I would say um, that was probably about seven years into my journey mm -hmm. where, um, I, I mean, I big chopped my hair like three times. Like it was always like, okay, got to cut this off. Got to cut this off and start over. And so on the last cutoff, um, I was pregnant with my first daughter and I cut my hair and it was really short. And I was like, all right, I've been here multiple times. And I just looked in the mirror and I just like accepted myself. I was like, I just love my hair. I'm just going to love it. And it was like, I cut off all the dye. I cut off just everything. And I just committed to not doing anything else to my hair and just letting it grow natural and just wearing it out in the fro. Because even when my hair was in a fro, I was twisting it. I was still like trying to straight, you know, elongate it, make it Girl. longer and just trying to do all this stuff to it. And I was like, I'm just not going to do that anymore. And I was like, and I'm just committed to taking care of my hair. And once I did that, I, everything changed, like everything changed for me. Like the, the way I saw myself, the way I looked in pictures, the way people complimented me, just the way it came to my wash day was a lot easier. Everything changed. And of course, 
you know, I, I came across products that were working more for my hair and I kind of, um, that was the start of this really curly method. I had a technique that I was doing and I kept doing it week after week to see if it really would hold up and it does and things like that. So that definitely was a moment for me, but it took a long time. And I think for a lot of women, it does. It's not instant. No, it's not. And do you know what texture your hair is or do you even follow that like 4C, 3C kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, we write about that in the book and how important it is to know it because once you know how your hair is going to react, then you just know like how much water to put in it when you're spraying it in the morning to refresh it, or you know that you need a little bit more products and stuff like that. So we talk about four different ways to categorize your hair. Um, so four different hair types. Um, well, there's the hair types and then there's ways to categorize it. So the hair porosity is one. So there's low, medium, and high. I'm low porosity for the most part, but people can have different porosities. So like for me on the top, like crown of my hair, product and water sinks in really well. So that's like a medium porosity, high porosity. It just goes right in. And then on the back of my hair, on the bottom, it's low porosity. So I have a lot harder time getting water to penetrate, getting products to penetrate. So when I put products on, it's kind of a little bit more whiter here and I have to kind of rub them in. And that really just means that the hair shaft, it's just more close and it's just harder for product to get in. And that's totally normal for a lot of people. You can have multiple porosities and then there's density. So how dense is your hair? And of a lot of curlies, especially type three and type four curlies, they have finer hair. So I have fine hair, but I have a lot of it. Mm -hmm. So it looks like I have a lot of hair. But if you were to straighten my hair, my ponytail would be like the size of a quarter. It's like so small. You know what I mean? And I'm sure yeah. you probably have similar hair. Yeah, I have 3C and I have very fine hair, but a lot of it. Yeah. So it's the same hair. Yeah. And then there's, um, there's thickness. So how thick the strands are. And we just talked about, we have fine, um, strands and then it's curl patterns. So then, you know, what's the patterns and a lot of people have multiple patterns on their hair. Um, it's very rare if somebody's like just 3C, I'm just like, that's amazing. <laughs> that means your hair is like amazing. Cause it's just all the same pattern all over. I have multiple, I actually have like three, I'm 3C, 4A, 4B and 4C. So I have a combination of all that and it's just different in different areas. And again, it can also change over time as your hair, like as you style it and as it grows and things like that, especially the longer it gets, it gets weighed down and then your curl actually stretches out a lot. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's good to know these things, but you don't have to hold on to them. As long as you know them, it's really empowering. Yeah, I think I have also 4A and 4B, like two, I think most of my hair is for B. I mm -hmm. think most of it. And then I might have some 3C. Actually, now that I'm thinking of it, because you're right, like my whole head is different, like around the edges, it's super yeah. fine, curly. And then in the middle, it's like thick. And, you know, then another part of it, it's like it won't curl. And I remember when, <laughs> uh, when I started growing my hair, and I wanted it to be curlier than it was. Yeah. I would use, and in time, this is what I was watching those YouTube videos. And they were like, oh yeah, just put a handful of eco style in there. I was like, a handful of eco style in there. I need this whole bottle. I put the whole bottle. Of oh my God. Oh girl, my curls look good. Oh my God. But 
They were crunchy and hard. They weren't soft. I was like, mom, my curls ain't soft. These are crunchy. It looks beautiful, yeah. but they're crunchy. And, you know, yeah. more hair that you can kind of massage and kind of, you know, I guess. Wind, wind and stuff like that. Yeah. For yeah sure. It wasn't going anywhere. It looked good in photos, though. Yeah. <laughs> so can you talk about that? Like, you know, what is what was I experiencing when, you know, I had to put so much product in my hair to get this specific look? Like my Afro was soft and beautiful, but it's like, even when I did um, the, what do you talk, deep condition and yeah. things like that, my hair would look great, but not as curly as when I put that eco style Yeah, for sure. Well, so yeah, I, you know, different products give different results. I know for sure the eco styler gel, it's a more of a like a big hold gel. So you are going to get lots of curl definition, but you might get shrinkage and your hair just might not move as much. It might not have as movement, as much as movement. So it depends on what you want. And some people really like that look. Um, I get a lot of people that want kind of just more volume, more bounce and things like that. So I always tell them, you know, then you want more of a soft hole gel. Um, and that's kind of like what I go for too. Cause I just want, you know, I'm just, I'm all natural girl <laughs> as much as possible. So I kind of like my hair to be styled, but still to be in its most natural state as possible without having to do so much manipulation and things like that. And that's what we teach in the swirly curly method. I help women, like if you're dealing with shrinkage, like, okay, let's help elongate your curls, but let's, let's not do it where it's going to damage your hair. Let's do it where your hair is still healthy. It's still going to grow. You're going to retain length and stuff like that. But um, one thing about conditioners, and this is what we talk about in the swirly curly method, um, there's four principles to taking care of your hair. So one is cleansing. Um, so you really want to cleanse your hair on a weekly basis. And um, you might have experienced, you know, co-washing in the past, or I used to do experiments where I'd be like, I'm not going to wash my hair for a whole month. I'm just going to co-wash. And I remember there was a big thing going around where there yeah. was people were selling like it was co-washing, like not even a cleanser. And um, some people's hair was falling out. There was like a big lawsuit. I'm not going to mention, you know, brands and stuff, but people were co-washing their hair so much and their hair started to fall out. So they don't know if it was a product. They don't know if it was just the co-washing. But, you know, if we're putting all these products on, uh, on our hair and a lot of them do have you know, chemicals in them, but there are, you know, gentle chemicals and stuff like that. It needs to be washed out of your hair. So your hair can have a break and a refresh. And I tell people that we're so used to putting so many heavy duty products on our hair. So heavy butters, heavy oils, because we think that's what's going to hydrate and moisturize our hair. That's something that we've been taught since we were younger. And in fact, it actually really blocks out moisture and it really just suffocates the hair strands and the hair in general. So I always teach, you know, wash your hair once a week, cleanse it from root to tip. Don't avoid those roots. Make sure you do everything. And then you're going to move on to detangling and conditioning. And here's the thing is that you might be able to say you've done this in the past, but again, I used to do all these experiments. I'm like, I'm going to leave my deep conditioner in my hair all week. Cause what's mm -hmm. the difference between a deep conditioner? And a <laughs> conditioner? I'm like, I'm not going to spend any more money on this. This is crazy. And so I would leave a deep conditioner in. And after time I noticed my, my curls weren't curls anymore. My hair was just straight. 
It started to become wavy. And then my hair would also get really soft to where it was starting to break. And I was like, oh my God, I can't even style it anymore. And then all of a sudden my hair just started to look thinner and things like that. So if that's you and you were leaving deep conditioner or conditioners that are meant to be washed out in your hair, please wash them out because they're not meant to stay in. They have different chemicals or different formulation and you need to rinse that out. So especially if it's not natural, um, I definitely did it when it was not natural. Then I stopped. Then I thought I could do it again when it was natural. Cause I was like, ah, this is natural. And it makes your hair so soft. So you get addicted to it. But like you said, um, when you got a good product, when you rinse it out, it's still that soft. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so you have to rinse those products out and then you can move on to a styling cream or a leave-in conditioner. I prefer styling cream because a lot of times they're a little bit thicker and they're more so meant for styling versus conditioning because you just condition your hair. You don't need to condition it further. And um, then you can add a styling cream. And then here's the thing is a lot of people with curly hair, again, We want more moisture, so we go for oils and butters. So a lot of people will add a leave-in conditioner or styling cream, and then they'll add an oil or a shea butter on top of that, and then they still don't have the results that they want. And it's because those things are not actually going to give you moisture, and they're not going to lock in your curls. They can help you if you're going to do a twist out and stuff like that, but I always bring in the gel. I'm like, you guys, if you use a gel like a soft hold gel, a medium gel, it's going to change the game for you. It's really going to help lock in your curls. It's going to lock in the moisture. It's going to help lock in the elongation and all of that stuff if you want that for your hair. And so that's like the four, that's the combination of the swirly curly method that we teach. And then that's also the products that we create. So you just need those four essential products and then you'll have the results you want every week. And then of course, if you want Koya's super defined curls, you can use the Eco Styler gel on top of that. Just switch out the other gel and use the Eco Styler. Oh my gosh. And just, you're going to have crunchies on your pillow and then it's going to, don't wear a black shirt because it's going to flip on there. <laughs> but yes, they're definitely, there was like, you know, it was like definitely a trade-off uh, if you do that. So just You've been warned. Yeah. What would be the top things that you would say? Because you told us the method and thank you so much for sharing. And I highly recommend everyone just gets your book and just really starts to practice because really you just have to practice on your hair. And I will say this, I noticed, and I think the YouTubers I was following, they said, just try the things and notice you might have to try it for a month for your hair to get used to the products and start to receive the products. Mm-hmm. Uh, but can you tell us some of your tips on things not to do, like, you know, just to stay away from that you feel like myths that a lot of people, especially in the natural hair community are doing. And you're like, okay, be careful with this. Oh my gosh. This is such a good question. And this is all in the book. So here's the thing. The book is kind of the, the Bible. So I took all the stuff that I've learned. I've went to the naturally, naturally curly headquarters in Austin, Texas. I've met with a lot of the writers there, a lot of the women that have been in this industry for a long time. And I was asking them like, like, how do we, like, how do we get this moisture? Like, what do you guys do? What do you recommend for this? Um, I've talked to Vernon Francois, so he's a celebrity hairstylist, and you guys, he's my favorite, favorite when it comes to, like, if you want to style your hair and get, like, a, a like a really cool style cut, he's so good at that. 
Um, Shy, the curl doctor, we've sat down, we've interviewed him as well. And I've just taken all this information from them. Um, I've worked with a chemist as well, who's been in the industry for over 20 years. So he's worked for big brands like Travel, um, Revlon. I was going to say Revlon and Trust Me at the same time. Um, so those two brands plus a lot of others. Um, and he's actually the one that I worked with to create our line, which is the Mango Moringa Moisture Max line. Because when it comes to curly hair, the culprit of anything is moisture. If you can't have moisture, then you're not going to have defined curls. You're going to have frizz. You can't retain length. Your hair is going to be breaking off. It's going to be harder to detangle and style. So that's why we focus on moisture. And the book also does that as well. Now, there are a lot of myths out there. And um, there's a lot of different ways to do your hair on YouTube. And I'm so thankful for YouTube and all the women who put their experience out there. But I did find that there was just like four foundational principles to doing the hair. And if you can do those and then you can add on top of it, then you're going to have a solid routine. And so, you know, we talked about the, the four steps already. And of course, the book goes into more detail about it. But um, some of the myths really are, well, we talked about co-washing. You just really want to use co-washing like midweek if you, for whatever reason, are going swimming or something like that and you can't get to washing your hair, just co-wash and then redo your hair, but don't substitute it for cleansing. You want to make sure that you cleanse your hair every week. Another myth um, is that water is bad for our hair. Like people stay away from water and even on like day one or day two of their wash day after their hair is like all beautiful they'll just avoid water all week. I've had, you know, I used to do this and I've had friends that have done this too. And it's like, no, you actually want to spray water in your hair every day. This is how your hair is going to get moisturized. Spray water every day on your hair. It doesn't need to be a lot. It just helps bring moisture to your hair and it hydrates. So it's just like our, our bodies, we got to hydrate our bodies with water every day. It's like our hair is part of our bodies as well. So I don't know what you think about this, but I will say, get you a filter because depending on how healthy your water is where you live like that's why a lot of people don't wash my their hair and that's why for a period I didn't wash my hair because I had hard water and it would make my hair hard and brittle so a filter is a game changer and use if, if that filter is not on your sink then use the shower filter for the water that you spray on your hair because it really does make a difference yeah that's so true yes Absolutely. And they're not that expensive. You can just go on Amazon. You just get the little thing. It's like maybe less than $20 or something. And it's, it is game changing. Yeah. And if that's too much work, you can always pick up some bottled water from the store and use that as well. Yeah, for sure. So some other myths is that like, you know, um, all, all curl patterns can be worn as curly. So even like type four, they say that like type four doesn't have a curl pattern, but it does. It's just type four. It's harder to moisturize because a lot of times type four hair is low porosity. So again, the hair shaft is closed and it's harder to get products and water to penetrate. So if you're type four hair or even just um, type four C or anything like that, or if you struggle with moisture, another thing that I love to do is to steam the hair. So that could just be in the shower, like having like really hot shower. You can put really warm water on your hair. Um, you know, before COVID, I used to go to the Korean spa and that was like my thing. Like I would put my deep conditioner. I would go in the steam room with the Korean ladies and I would be sitting there at least 20 minutes. And you guys, it's game changing. If you can steam your hair, if you have low porosity, because it helps open up those 
the, that hair shaft and let the, the products penetrate and everything. So that's another myth. Um, let me see. I have the book right here. I'm like, what's some of the others? There's 14 myths that we have in the book that are really, really good. So, oh, another one. I love this one is like a myth is that you need all these products in your arsenal to do your hair. And it's actually, you don't, you just need four basic products. Um, you know, a brush or a comb to do your hair, you know, some hair ties, um, a bonnet and like, that's really it. You know, those are like the essentials, shampoo, conditioner, styling, cream, gel essentials. And then if you want more, if you want to get into more styling, you can get a pig, you can get a blow dryer, um, and things like that. Yeah. So I that's love that. Speaking of bonnet, that is my favorite product of yours. And I wear it every single day. I wear it in my shower. I wear it to sleep. I wear it when I go outside and get in the pool, when I don't want to get my hair wet. Yeah. I love it. It's my favorite product. It should be like bestseller around the world because yeah. you did such a great job designing it. Can you talk about that bonnet and why it's so special? Yes. Thank you for asking. So our bonnets, well, I should tell you the story because I feel like all of everything that I create has been an experience of mine, my friends, and I feel like a lot of women just all over the globe. So, you know, as we know, protecting our hair is really important to help keep moisture in and to stop any breakage. And then we're, we're able to wear our hair throughout the week longer. Um, and so the bonnet whenever I would get bonnets, they would just fall off my head. Like I would wake up in the morning and it would be like across the room. And I'm like, this thing doesn't work. Like my hair is just rubbing on my pillow. And so I knew that this was something that needed to be solved. I could not find a bonnet that could stay on my head. So we created our bonnets with edge protect technology. So it has a really thick band, the satin it's lined, satin lined, and it lines all the way to the edge of the bonnet. So your whole edge line is protected. And then I'm like, okay, everybody has different head sizes. It needs to be adjustable. So we created it with three different snaps, which is three different sizes. So they're small, medium, and large. So you can just unsnap and snap on, like you snap like all three snaps. That's going to be the tightest setting. If you snap two, that's a medium. And then of course, one is like a large. So it's going to be so versatile for all the different head sizes and it's also just bigger in general. So people who have locks, who have, are wearing braids, who have a lot of hair, it's going to fit on your head so that you're not, you know, it's not stuffed and it's coming off. So that was really the intention and the thought behind it. And yes, people, it is one of our bestsellers on the website. People absolutely love it. And they have like multiple ones of it, different colors and stuff like that. Um, but now that you tell me that you use it to go to the pool and the shower, I'm going to have to send you our turban towel. It's, it's made for that. So it's for our frizz reducing drying turban towel. It's made for if you jump in the pool or if you want to avoid getting water in your hair and things like that. And it's really cute and stylish. So you can wear it with your bathing suit and stuff like that. And then I also tell people to use it. If you wanted like a shower cap, you can use that turban towel. Yeah. I love that. I'll take the turban towel if you send me more bonnets too. Yes. And then I'll, I'll have a bonnet for the pool, a bonnet for the shower and a bonnet for sleep. That would be perfect. And because the reason I love the bonnet too, it's like kind of luxury. It's kind of luxury. Yeah. I, I think I had a turban and I like how it was because it was satin on the in, uh, the outside. Yeah. And I did like that. And I, but something about the bonnet, I think it's like a suede material on the outside. I just. Oh, I'm yeah. Velvet. Like, 
It's velvet. I just obsess over things. Like I, I like all your products, but I am obsessed. I'm seriously obsessed with your bonnet because I have the other one. I use it sometimes because I also like the way I just flip my head over. I stuff my hair in there and I come back up and it sits on my head. It's right there. It's not like falling over to the side. It's not like doing crazy stuff. It's not getting in my way. Like I put these long braids in and it literally gets on top of my head and it stays there. And so however you made it is so perfect and it makes it so easy. But you know, the turban is better because it keeps it more in place. But I'm just, and I think too, when I, when I, um, when I use the bonnet, I don't know. I just, I'm lazy. And usually I go out of the shower and I just go right to sleep with my bonnet. Oh, yes. That is so good. That's such a good hack. Yeah, yeah it's so good, y'all. Okay, so definitely the bonnet, the turban. And, you know, I think that um, those are those are my favorite too. I do like that. I think, yeah, I think the turban has the satin on the outside, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of a gold one. And I think the gold one is the bonnet that I like, or is that like a rose gold, or was it yeah. like? So the one, the bonnet that you have, it's our, um, it's our toffee cream color. So it's like a cream. Yeah, I'll have to send you another one because that's a special edition. So I don't know if we're gonna bring it back. We're we're seeing, you know, how people like it, but it's it's pretty good. Everybody loves a black velvet and the black double satin one. I know I should do. I should try the black one too. But y'all, um, keep it. Keep the. You said the coffee. What was yeah, the one? coffee cream? Talk coffee cream. Y'all get the toffee cream. Y'all, everyone get that one so she won't take it out and just buy <laughs> a lot of it. Um, and yes, I, I will be wearing them more. And I think they're. I think they're just beautiful. I don't think you should let it go. I think you should. Okay. That's gonna yeah. be your bestseller after this. I know, time. and I, that's the one I wear to sleep too. It's like right over in my my little um, nightstand as well. Yeah, and it's a little bit like heavier. The velvet is a little heavier, and um, it's really interesting. But like our team members that wore it when we first were testing it out, they were like, "Oh my god, I slept better." And I was like, "You know what? I did too." Yeah. And I don't know if it like. I feel like if you're somebody who likes like heavy blankets when you're sleeping, the bonnet's also just slightly heavier um, on your head than just a double satin one because it has velvet. And um, I just sleep a lot better in it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I do too, because I'm a back sleeper. So I sleep on my back. So it's almost like a little mini pillow too. And yeah, it's comfy. And like you said, around the edges, like I always worry, especially the locks, I'll always worry about alopecia. I'm always worrying about my edges, especially with braids and things like that, which we should totally talk about alopecia. Um, But I I feel safe with the bonnet. I feel like, okay, my edges are good. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say too, is that with the velvet texture, it doesn't, you're not sliding on the pillow as much as like the double satin. It depends how, what type of sleeper you are. But I've noticed when I put the velvet on and people have said this also, they're like, oh, I'm not like sliding all over my pillow and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, because sometimes I'm, I guess I'm a crazy sleeper. So my husband, yes. says, he's just like, you're all kicking me and stuff. <laughs> he's like, you're grabbing the blanket. I love that. But yeah, I want to try the black too, because I feel like the black is sexy and yeah. You know, I this is yeah. And my favorite is black and brown. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna okay, I'm I'll gonna send you one of those too. Okay, I'm trying the black. All right, awesome. So let's talk about alopecia because you know, girl, our edges, they're so, so sensitive. So yeah. what is your advice on how to keep these edges yeah. snatched but actually there? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like with edges, it's kind of either or, you know, you can be gentle with them, but I always tell people, I'm like, just don't like only style them when you need to. So like if you're doing a shoot or if you want to look good on camera, if you're filming something, because as we know, the more we use something, it's just going to deteriorate. Like you can keep it up, but it's going to deteriorate. And I feel like you got to know your edges. Like I have thin edges. Um, you know, a lot of my friends do too. So we just don't try to do the most, the most with it. I have friends who have a lot more, um, you know, maybe they're type three hair and stuff like that. So they can style a lot and it's okay. It doesn't, their edges don't take as much impact, but I always recommend, I'm like, just try to do less with them. So even if I, for an example, is going to put my hair up in a puff or ponytail, I just leave my edges alone. I'm just like, I'm just going to the store. Like I'm, there's no one to really be looking that cute for. So I'm not even going to put the gel and put those stuff, like all that stuff and brush it because it's just, it's consistent friction and, um, and just kind of like pressure on it. That's what really makes the hair kind of go away after time. And I just really like an analogy is very similar to our eyebrows. So I don't know if you probably feel I had thicker eyebrows when I was younger, but all of the tweezing, all the plucking over time, like some of the areas don't even grow back. And I consider the edges somewhat of facial hair because they're so, it's so sensitive and it's so thin um, that you just have to take care of it. And, if you and your eyebrows have been going away, you know, over the years, then I would say do less on your edges. But if your eyebrows, you have really thick eyebrows and they've stayed and your edges are stayed, then, then you're fine. You can, you're just lucky. You can do a lot more. But I just tell people, I'm like, you don't need to do all of that because once they're gone, it's really hard to get them back. Then you have to use like chemical stuff. You have to like kind of do more extreme and you have to just pay a lot more money. So, you know, yeah. I had to say biotin and black castor oil on my yeah. edges um, for them to come back, but they did come back, but I, I had lost them. And so now, even when I got my braids, she wanted to slip down my edge. I was like, no, she's like, no, you have to. I'm like, no, I don't like leave my edges alone. She want to put gel on my edges. She's like, let me just do it. And this woman just put this, it's like, she had to put gel on my edges yeah. to complete no. her braids. And I'm like, yeah. You know, and I need to be stronger. Be like, I said, yeah. no, I'm gonna get paid. I, I think I'm gonna be a little bit stronger next time as I should be. But it's my first time with this. Uh, hard, yeah. It's so hard. And why are we so sensitive about our hair? It's our hair on yeah. our head, and like people just tell us what to do with it. Like we're supposed to listen. Yeah. I feel like that's so tough. How do you deal yeah. with? How do you deal with hair? I think we should talk about this because I mean, I've had, like you said, you've had people do crazy things with your hair. I've had people pull my hair out, have people, I tell them to comb it from tip to root and they want to comb it from root to tip. I'm like, my hair don't work like that. Yeah. yeah. So how can you talk a little bit about like relationship with stylists and how to create healthy boundaries for your hair? Cause I think yeah. it's really important. Yeah. I feel like the healthiest boundary is knowing your own hair. And that's why I'm like, so I'm just so happy to basically empower women to know their own hair, because when you know what your hair does, what it can take, what it cannot take, then you can actually speak up even further. And you can be like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I feel like you have to go in knowing that maybe some things are going to come up because we've all experienced that before where they've been like, oh, you need this. Oh, let's do this. Or, oh, it's too rough. Oh, you can take this. And I feel like you can come in and you can tell them like, you know what? I need somebody that's going to be gentle on my hair, 
who has the time and patience and, you know, and this is the service I want and I don't want this. And then they're like, okay, you know, because I feel like we go in just kind of like, oh, I don't know how to do my hair. Like you take over. We just put it in your hands and then we're, we're afraid to say, oh, this isn't working for us because we already gave them the power, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And part of that is also, we want the experience of like, you know, pampering ourselves and, you know, it's a whole experience to get your hair done and stuff, but just knowing a little bit more about your hair and just setting the the expectations before you go in, you're just going to have a better experience because I feel like, you know, we've had so many bad experiences in the past. And I also think that, you know, women who are doing other like hair beauticians and hairstylists, they're just so used to people handing it over. So they're just going to do what they do. But, um, you know, it's just education and it's really just like generational and it's really us, you know, speaking up and, you know, in your case, I probably would have done the same thing. I'd be like, all right, fine. It's just, it's one thing, like one time I'll do this. Yeah. Now, you know, the next time you're going to go in, you're like, okay, let's do the braids, let's do this. I don't want my edges laid. Um, and I got to be out an hour, you know what yeah. I mean? And then they're like, okay. Exactly. And I feel like you do have to be that adamant about it for people to really get like, no, I don't like that. I don't want it. Absolutely not. Because like you said, if you are like, okay, well, no, I don't really want it. They will try to convince you because maybe it does look good to them and they want it, but it's not about looking good for you. It's about healthy hair, you know? And I feel like in her mind, she was just like, oh, I want this finished complete look. And Mm -hmm. in my mind, I was like, I want my hair to be healthy and I don't want this gel to flake on me uh, next week. And I don't even like that gel. (laughs) So I think that, you know, us really being very firm, you know, and firmness is something, you know, you would think a Leo is very firm, but firmness is, I'm an Aries. I know I love Aries Um, but my mom grew up very soft when she always was very gentle with us and very nurturing so even though my fire sign I've had to learn to let my fierceness come out because sometimes when it comes out I feel like you know it could be harmful so I'd always like really like just watch my tone and but now I'm learning the balance of like no use your fierceness when you're setting boundaries and especially when someone is harming you or crossing a boundary you don't need to cross. And I will say one more thing, because I feel like we've tolerated when we get our braids, it's going to be tight. I literally had to tell this woman three times, a little bit looser, a little bit looser. Oh, that's too tight. Because I remember going to one and she was a lovely woman. And I was like, oh yeah, please braid my hair loose. I don't want to tie it. I don't care. It's like, if it's like an inch away from my head, because it really causes tension, headaches and stress and things like that. And so in the back, she started light but then once she got to the top I guess she wanted to get it so pretty she did it so tight and I could not sleep well for like three to four days gosh oh gosh that's a long time yeah it was so painful and so it's like so this last woman I was like hey I want to lose and then when I started I was like oh oh, oh, ow ow yeah oh good I was like I had to She's like, oh, your tender has a, uh uh-huh, I'm very tender-headed. Please go lighter. Go like, oh, the edges, oh, oh, ow, ow. And literally, this was the best braid I've ever had. And I literally had to be very specific about, do not braid my my hair tight. And when I felt it getting tight, I would say, ow, or lighter, or something like that. Yeah. 
it really does when you do a two type when you have because I also have really fine edges it, mm. it really does take your edges out yeah yeah and it looks so good and I feel like with braids and stuff I feel like it looks the best after a week or two like when it gets up just a little like looser a little fluff like yeah. just kind of like new shoes like new white shoes you want to break them in a little bit you're like they're too sparkly right now <clears throat> so yeah. I feel like you've kind of surpassed that now you're you, it already looks good but another thing um with that is like yes us just speaking up and then also I was gonna say the the time thing works so well like I mean we're working on that confidence, but if you have to, you know, get out of something, I'm like, you know what? I don't have time for that. I got to go. I have to be out at this time. And that works so well to get out of things, you know, when you're getting like a service done or whatever. Yeah. I love that. That's a good one. Cause I did think I was going to be here and I did say, uh, you know, I have four hours and it took from 10 to five. It took a whole day. I was just like, but also, I don't know if you have this, but like, like my face looks small, but I got a lot of head back here. So a lot of times people think it's not going to take a long. And also we have small hair, but a lot of it. So it actually takes longer. It took yes. longer to do my locks than the people thought it takes longer to do my braid because I have a lot of fine hair. Yes. Yeah. Same with me. Yeah. <laughs> we have to have a hair party one day. Oh yes, for sure. Oh my gosh. I'll be so much fun. Well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun and so special because, you know, I, I think, you know, hair as black women, we really we really have had a hard time with manipulating our hair and feeling like our hair has to look a certain way. And I think only recently, like in the last, you know, I guess five years, have we really seen more and we still are fighting with the crown act. We still are fighting for our hair not to be discriminated against in schools and in professional spaces. But I think having these conversations and really falling in love with our hair will help us put our foot down and set boundaries on like, no, like my locks are natural. My braids are natural. This mm -hmm. is who I am. And this can, should be considered professional. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like just the more that women embrace their natural texture, their natural hair, um, and just wear it more confidently, um, that people are going to accept it. I feel like it does come with, it comes out from us first. And we are, we are wearing it more and more each day. And I have friends that reach out to me that are like, oh my God, you know, are your products going to work for my hair? Can you help me? Or you know, what do I tell my daughter and stuff like that? And so I feel like our, the new generation coming in they're because we're becoming so much more aware and like awoke, you know, to our hair, um, than the younger generation is. And, you know, I actually just birthed my second daughter. She's like three months now. And it is so important for me to teach them how to take care of their hair, how to love their hair. And it's so crazy that it's already a battle with my first daughter. She's already at school, like, mommy, why is my hair not long enough? Like, why do I not? And I just teach her, I'm like, your hair is curly. It's beautiful. And I'm showing her other women. I show her how to do her hair. She participates in doing her hair and then she enjoys it you know, and she's, and she's like, Oh mommy, it's getting longer. And so I'm teaching her how to love her hair. So she doesn't have to deal with any of that, that generational stuff that's been passed down, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I think that's where it, where it all starts. And I think, yeah, just the more that we embrace our hair, the more other people are going to embrace it too. 
So true. Well, thank you so much for being here. Please let everyone know where they can find you and where they can pick up a copy of your book. Yes. So um, I, so the book is actually launching in a few weeks. I don't know when the podcast is launching. So we are actually giving away a hundred thousand of these um, for free. All you have to pay for is shipping and handling. Um, and so it's a swirly curly method, the easy step-by-step guide to getting the curls you love. And it's so funny when I was doing the book, I was like, what cover, like what image should we put? And everybody, everybody, everybody voted in the Afro. And I was like, really? I was like the Afro. And I was like, my hair is not even like the curls aren't defined, but that's what we went with because we really wanted to represent. Um, so the book is for free and I actually have a text number. You just have to text in. And it's just shipping and handling to get it out of the warehouse. It's like 10 bucks and the book is totally yours. So I will um, say that text. So you guys can just text it to, um, let's see right here. So the number is 833-589-1362. And you have to text book. So B-O-O-K to 833-589-1362. And you'll get your free copy of the book. Um, but if you wanted to get any products, it's swirlycurlyhair.com. And Koya, I think we have a coupon code for a discount for your audience. Yeah. You know yeah, it's just Koya15. Okay. So Koya15, and you get 15% off of the Swirly Curly store. So you can get the bonnets, the turban towels. We have the Moisture Max line. So that's the shampoo, conditioner, styling cream, gel set. And you can buy them individually, but there's tons of products on the website, all for naturally curly hair. And then um, in terms of social, so we're at Swirly Curly Hair on um, social, Swirly Curly on YouTube. And then if you want to speak to me personally, I love DMs. I love, you know, messaging people. I'm just Kazaya Dama. So at Kazaya Dama on Instagram. Um, and then I do have a YouTube channel, but you know, it's, it's slowly coming along. It's a, it's a family YouTube channel. So, um, I actually recorded some, um, videos with my daughter talking about her hair, interviewing her with her hair. So it's really interesting and I'm going to be putting those out soon. Um, but that's where you can find us. Yeah. And Koya, thank you so much for having me on here. This is wonderful. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. I had so much fun chatting with you about all things here. I know a lot of people are going to get a ton of value out of this episode. Um, so if it's your first time listening, if you are a loyal listener, please let us know what your insights were, your takeaways, um, anything that inspired you. If you haven't already, leave a review. Um, and yeah, drop your favorite thing on social media. Tag me, tag Kazaya, and let us know because we love to hear it. We love to see it. Every time you give us feedback, it helps us serve better. So until next time, love yourself, love others, and love the world. One day at a time, one breath at a time. Peace and love. I just want to take a moment to say thank you for being part of the Get Loved Up community. I like to share topics and people making a positive impact in the world, and your feedback means the world to me. If you haven't already left a review, please leave a five-star review and let me know what you want to hear more of on the show. I'm here for you, and together, we're making the world a better place, one day at a time, one show at a time. Thank you for listening.